Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Angels don't always have wings. I haven't checked. I don't think I've got wings. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have a comeback for that one. (laughs) Good morning. It's the shank of the day. It's short time here on Wax. Bob and Jill (laughs) with you this morning. I I just want to see if you're awake and if you'd catch that. (laughs) Well, I almost fell off my chair, so I guess I'm a little more awake now. Uh, Good morning. Another good morning out there. Had a good day yesterday, a very good day, a great day over at the Eau Claire Farm Show. And we're not done yet. One more day at uh, Menards out at the, the Chippewa Valley Expo Center on the west side of Eau Claire. If you didn't make it yesterday, come on out today. Lots more going on. Want to say congratulations to Jerry Clark, our Chippewa County agricultural agent. Jerry was with us on the air live yesterday. I asked him he was going to the farm show yesterday. He said, yeah, I got to help set up the extension booth. And I said, oh, he doesn't know he's getting an award. So I didn't tell him, and he didn't know it until he got out there. And we were presenting all the awards, and all his family starts showing up. He figured something must be up. And also Dave Gavin. Dave, uh, of course, years ago was the ag instructor at Augusta High School, then went to Chippewa Valley Technical College as an ag instructor, and was very instrumental in uh, the 1992 uh, Farm Progress Show that was held down between uh, Fall Creek and Augusta on the Cleesby and Shock Farms, the best one-day farm progress show <laughs> ever held in Wisconsin. So, uh, again, congratulations, well-deserved awards presented to those two gentlemen yesterday. Plus, uh, don't forget to come in and sign up. What are we giving away, Jill? We're giving away gift certificates to Marika Gouda. Yeah, and, of course, and- now they're in Eau Claire as well as in Thorpe. And bring your smartphone... Yep, bring your smartphone. You can scan it up. It makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, we don't have to fill out all kinds of paperwork and all that stuff. Modern technology. So bring it along, and uh, we'll get uh, get you signed up for the uh, Gouda cheese certificates from Marika Gouda. Also, uh, an interesting story. We were going to hear from Lenny Polzine this morning. Lenny from Kadat, now a member of the UW uh, 
faculty, really, in dairy policy. But we're going to hold that for another day because an announcement came yesterday while we were at the farm show. And our Pam Yonke down in Madison, who is a River Falls alum, everything in River Falls, she jumps on right now. But the good news is that River Falls has rescued the farm industry short course. That's right. The short course, which has been going on in Wisconsin since 1885, the powers that be in the down in the university, down in the Madison area, and it's always been held in the Madison campus, decided they weren't going to do it anymore. Well, they put their heads together over a lot of protests. A lot of folks said, what are you talking about? You're going to eliminate the short course. So they put their heads together, and they came up with a solution. And now the short course, the 16-week on-campus residential program, will be hosted by the UW-River Falls starting with a 2023-2024 academic year. So River Falls, as they have so many times, stepped up in agricultural education, and the short course will continue in Wisconsin with the 16-week residential program. And again, that will be held now at the UW-River Falls, not the UW-Madison. So that's a good story. That's a good one. That is a good one. It's good to hear that people could voice their opinions and make a change. Absolutely. So, again, don't sit on your hands. Let it be known, and a lot of people did, so you can't eliminate that program. And they are not eliminating that program. Your words and comments were heard, and that's a good thing. So the short course will continue down at UW-River Falls. Now, they'll be input from Madison and uh, also Platteville, but uh, the on-campus, 16 weeks, will be uh, will be back again the next school year, 23-24. More about that coming up later. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Weather-wise, well, nice warm temperatures are continuing. We're going to get some precipitation starting later tomorrow. And it looks like, uh, well, probably if it's more snow, it'll be down south of Eau Claire. So, again, we uh, look for that to be coming in later on tomorrow. Today, cloudy, little breezy, maybe 10 miles an hour as the winds will pick up later on this afternoon. High is going to be in the upper 30s. Down to upper 20s tonight and then tomorrow, about 36 precipitation. And from about Eau Claire North, kind of sketchy, down south towards uh, I-90, 94 corridor, probably will be snow. But how much, we don't know. We'll check with Mike Dandry later on. And uh, through the weekend, next time we're going to see sunshine, looks like after today, because it'll be mostly clouded today, maybe a peak of the sun, but the next time, any real sun in the forecast, partly sunny conditions, be next Tuesday. So we got a ways to go under the clouds. But uh, right now, it's kind of a pleasant 32 degrees out there. Again, looking for a high, about 39. Good day to come to the farm show. Doors open at 9 o'clock. Parking admission free. See you there. Wednesday morning. Farm Show, day two. All right, it's about a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. See what's happening. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. 
Senator Lindsey Graham plans to introduce legislation to designate certain Mexican drug cartels as terrorist organizations. This comes as fentanyl continues to pour over the border and after two Americans were found dead after recently being kidnapped in northern Mexico by armed men. Graham said he would put Mexico on notice and introduce a bill to set the stage to use military force if necessary. The other two Americans who were kidnapped are alive. The U.S. is not seeking conflict with China. What we're seeking is competition, and uh, we've been very clear about that these past two years. That's what White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said in response to a top Chinese official statement that the two countries are headed towards confrontation and conflict unless America changes course. Tensions between Washington and Beijing have risen recently after a Chinese surveillance balloon traveled across the U.S., and there are concerns that China could provide lethal aid to Russia in its invasion of Ukraine. The city of Memphis has wrapped up its investigation into the beating death of Tyree Nichols. Trey Thomas reports. Officials say more information will be released to the public today, including nearly 20 hours of video and audio from the scene of Nichols' death. Nichols died back in January, days after being beaten by Memphis police during a traffic stop. The five officers who were involved were later fired and charged with second-degree murder. They all pleaded not guilty last month. I'm Trey Thomas. And after nine atmospheric rivers hammered California in January, another one is looming in the Golden State. It comes as California has been dealing with strong winter storms in recent weeks that brought snow to the Sierra Nevada and other areas. That combination could bring problems as snowpack and lower elevations will melt from the incoming atmospheric river. And that will likely bring flood-related impacts. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. For those who work in acres... Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, cloudy today, breezy. It doesn't look like we're going to see sunshine till next Tuesday. So get used to it, living under a cloud, so to speak. But cloudy, little breezy, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 miles an hour later on today. High, though, is going to be pleasant, Thirty right around 39. Tomorrow, we're going to have a little precipitation moving in sometime during the day. Some of it will be snow. Most of that would be south of the Eau Claire area if there's any accumulations. But again, with temperature of 36, you know what that precipitation can be. So again, just uh, be prepared. Cloudy on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. More precipitation possible, but temperature is going to be in the mid-30s. Monday, cloudy 34. Tuesday, maybe a peak of the sun right now. It's uh, kind of nice out there. Rice Lakes, 32. Medford, Wausau, 27. Marshfield, 28. La Crosse, 33. In Green Bay, one of the cool spots. They're down to 22 this morning. Madison, Sun Prairie at 31. Milwaukee at 35. And again, here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area, pretty nice morning out there. 32 degrees. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Here, let's find out the numbers, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance, as we look at the markets. And, Jill, where are we at on the cash livestock? Choice-fed beef steers are 150 to 172 with mixed at 138 to 150. Choice-fed beef heifers are 150 to 172 with mixed at 133 to 150. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 127 to 142 with select. And solid-fed steers, 116 to 125. Cows are 80 to 114. Bulls are 98 to 113. Butcher hogs are 40 to 65 with sows at 51 to 55 and a quarter. Boars are 90 or 19 to 30. Oofta. Boars are 19 to 30 with shorn market lambs that are 120 to 155 pounds. There's no quote. 
Unshorn market lambs is 125 to 147. Feeder lambs are 150 to 380. Ewes are 65 to 115. Small goats are 35 to 180 dollars. Medium goats are 125 to 200 dollars. Large goats are 150 to 340 dollars. And nanny goats are 125 to 265. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures were mixed yesterday. Live cattle were lower. April live cattle, 165.97, down 12. June, 160.55, down 45. August at 160.10, down 37. October, 164.77, down 22. Feeder cattle, they were higher yesterday. March, 192.12, up a nickel. April, 198.67, up 7. The May contract, 204.20 at the close, that's up 95. August at 217.65, up 85. And September at 219.97, up 80. Lean hog carcass contracts were mixed. April was up $1.32 at 84.80. May down a dime at 92.95. June down 55 at 107. And the July contract down 37 at 102.60. On the Board of Trade, the prices were lower. The traders worried about these uh, interest rate hikes. Are they coming and how much? So they're really concerned there. One thing it did, it took uh, crude oil prices down. So keep an eye on the gas pump because April crude oil went down $2.88 a bushel yesterday. That's a big drop. $2.88 lower, seventy-seven fifty-eight. So if prices go up, somebody's gouging you. All right, Board of Trade, let's look at July overnight. The July contracts were unchanged at 622. The oats of 15 cents at 343. July wheat down 4 to 5 at 701. Soybeans down at 1 to 2 cents at 1503. And July meal down $1.10 a ton at $477.80. Uh, meal prices are way up there. Barrel cheese up three cents, one sixty-six and three quarters. Blocks down seven at one eighty-four and a half. Butter unchanged, two thirty-four and a half. March class three down eight at seventeen seventy. April down one at seventeen sixty-one. May down six, seventeen eighty-four. June up one at eighteen thirty-two. July unchanged, eighteen ninety. And uh, that's the way the markets look this morning. We're ten minutes after five o'clock. Lots to talk about. We're going to talk about dairy rations. At least Jill is. We'll do that next. Here on Wax. It's Wednesday morning and it's time for our ProVision Partners update. I've got a new voice, Allison Bredlow. She's a dairy nutritionist at ProVision Partners. It's so important to keep our feedstuffs consistent with our dairy animals and our beef animals for that matter. And a lot of times we do use TMRs in a total mixed ration. You have a service that can kind of do a TMR audit. What's that all about? Our job as nutritionists is we want to make sure that, you know, what we're putting in front of the cows is actually what we'd like in the ration, too. So um, one thing that we like to do is actually perform a TMR audit. And within the TMR audit, basically we like to come out on farm in a while you know, either you or your employee is mixing feed. Uh, we will usually just kind of observe and not really interfere because we want to see how you do the process um, just to make sure we're putting in the right amount of gradients first off, and then we're making sure that we're mixing long enough as well. So um, another thing we like to do is we sometimes utilize kind of GoPro cameras. Uh, we like to put them at the top of the TMR mixer, 
And that's mainly just looking at how well is your mixer mixing. A lot of people just kind of like to think, hey, I throw it in there, it mixes, it's called good enough. Um, usually in today's standards, we might have some variation, and then we might have our animal's performance be suffering because of it. So uh, that's something we like to look at. Usually what we like to do, too, is we'll actually hang up cameras in the barns itself. Um, this just helps us see, are the cows always have access to feed? Obviously, you know, when we're growing up, you know, our parents, you know, say, hey, you can't leave the table until your plate is clean. And for us, you know, through our parents, we might feel that, too, when our kids are being picky eaters. Uh, cows and are set up a little different. Obviously, they're more of a grazing type. You know, they're going to eat between 9 and 14 meals a day. So we want to make sure that we have food access available most of the day. And um, just hanging up a camera in those barns helps us make sure that that's getting met. And, of course, you know, are we also pushing up feed? You know, are we encouraging those cows to eat? And I want to swing on back a little bit because you talked about watching the farmer put the mix in. Is there a good order of putting certain parts of your TMR in that helps it to mix better? Usually we like to see grains put in first, grains and minerals put in first, then your protein, uh, we're wanting those put in before we're putting any sort of forage in. Uh, so it might be a little bit different if you are feeding a dry hay or a baleage. Usually it depends on kind of, you know, length of cut too, on how that's going to break up in your mixer. Um, sometimes we find on farm TMRs that have hay in them might not break up as easy and leave clumps along the bunk. So that's something to consider as well. Being able to go right out onto the farm, you can make some recommendations? Yeah, usually after the TMR audit, usually we like to hang up the bunk camera for a few days to even a week um, just to see if there's variation in days. You know, if an employee is only working Tuesday or Thursday, we can maybe cross-check them with an employee that's there on the weekend uh, just to make sure that they're you know, pushing up feed or they're mixing feed, you know, on time as well. Cows are pretty boring and they like to have the same schedule every day. So how much variation are we getting by putting feed down? Is it around the same time? Are we getting, you know, hour stretches that are different, you know, compared to the weekday versus the weekend? I've never really thought about a TMR audit, but it sounds like something that's needed. And that's our ProVision Partners update with Allison Bredlow. She's dairy nutritionist, and I'm Jill Welke. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 16 minutes after 5 o'clock, we've got more farm news. As we said, we're going to get an update on the uh, UW short course. UW River Falls short course is what it amounts to with uh, some cooperation from Madison and Platteville as well. But we got other farm news to look at. We'll do that here on WAC. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, we'll get in the upper 30s today. It'll be a cloudy day. A little breeze picking up a little bit later on. And Jill, the good folks at Chili Implement, bringing us some of our farm news. What's happening? Well, a dairy margin coverage program made only two payments all of last year. But as milk prices fall and margins tighten, the program has already made a payment in January. For dairymen on the 950-100 weight, 
coverage range, their January checks were a dollar fifty six a hundred. That's because the January margin was seven dollars ninety four cents, about one dollar and eighty two cents less than December, as the all milk price dropped by a dollar sixty a hundred for January. The major price mover was because of the rise in soybean meal prices, which accounted for about two thirds of the increase at in margin costs. Current forecasts show the monthly DMC margins will stay below the 950 coverage range until September. And the six finalists for the 76th Allison Dairyland position will be announced at the, by the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection on Friday, March 10th at the Lake Lawn Resort in Delavan. Candidates will then start preparing for the three-day competition held on May 11th through the 13th of various interviews, testing of agriculture knowledge, and marketing skills. The 76 Alice in Dairyland will be selected on May 13th at the Grand Geneva Resort and Spa in Lake Geneva in Walworth County. The new Alice will begin their official duties on July 1st. So that's a little bit of a change the last couple of years. They normally threw Alice in there the 1st of June, all the June dairy activities. Well, we're really in stride yet, but uh, they will be. So our current Alice will be here for the June dairy activities this year, and a new one will start July 1st, as we look at the farm news, brought to you by Chili Implement in Chili. 19 minutes after 5, an update on the short course. It's coming back. We'll hear from uh, the folks at UW-River Falls coming up on WAX. Keeping it rural. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Some exciting developments for those alumni, or maybe more importantly, those prospective students that have been going through the process of figuring out what is happening with the Farm and Industry Short Course. We have an announcement. And here to join us with that announcement is Steve Kelm. He's the chair of the Department of Animal and Food Science at UW River Falls. And Steve, the first people, first thing people are going to say is, wait a minute, UW River Falls? I thought Farm and Industry Short Course was in Madison. Explain to them the dialogue that's been going on for well over six months now on the future of the Farm and Industry Short Course and how to keep it thriving. You bet. Well, thank you, Pam. I, yes, we've had conversations with uh, our colleagues in Madison and our colleagues at Platteville uh, on what are some opportunities and options to continue what's been this tremendous long-standing tradition and huge asset uh, to uh, Wisconsin and Midwestern agriculture with farm and industry short course. Uh, we had lots of discussions about options, what could which campus might be a good fit for this, uh, and we kind of came to a consensus that UW-River Falls, uh, with our strong ag programs now and our infrastructure uh, with farms and uh, creamery and, and pilot plant, that were a good fit for this program uh, that would be the residential, uh, kind of the traditional FISC offering uh, that has been offered in Madison in the past. And that is uh, something that takes, I don't want people to think that it was an easy process by any means, Steve. Uh, Explain a little bit on what the challenges were continuing the program in Madison and the offerings that River Falls had to help this transition go forward. 
Well, I think the the challenges that anybody has on a on a campus is you know it's it resources uh, and how are you going to deploy the resources that you have to uh, these specific programs? Madison has a tremendous history uh, with Fisk, uh, but also in terms of supporting agriculture. Uh, in in all kinds of different ways, obviously as the land grant. Now, River Falls uh, and Platteville both have, over the you know past uh, twenty to thirty years, have really expanded the offerings and the student populations and faculty groups at our campuses, and so that has brought just a lot more capacity to us to uh, put forth you know programs like this. And uh, it just seemed to be uh, a much better fit uh, right now at the River Falls campus as compared to elsewhere in the system. Absolutely. Again, if you're just joining us, Steve Kelm along with us, the uh, announcement coming that the Farm and Industry Short Course will return, but in a different location, uh, gravitating from UW-Madison and being hosted by UW-River Falls. Paint me a picture, Steve. What is this going to look like? help students that might be interested in re-engaging with Farm and Industry Short Course fall of 2023. What will they see? What have you already started mapping out? So what we've got mapped out is we are going to uh, maintain a very similar time frame uh, as has been utilized by Farm and Industry Short Course in the past. So uh, individuals will come to campus uh, it's a residential program, and so we have dormitories available uh, in a, a wonderful facilities that honestly allow students to really build networks uh, and develop these lifelong friendships with people that have similar interests and honestly with people that don't have similar interests. Uh, so we will be starting off courses. They'll be taking courses here in River Falls. I. Uh, and that starts at about November 1st. That would continue until uh, mid-December. Then we're on a holiday break. Uh, then the spring semester, they will be here late January to about March 15th, also in River Falls, again, in those same dorms. Uh, so students aren't uh, needing to, to move out and about. January is a unique opportunity on college campuses because it's between the uh, typical academic semesters. And so often we have uh, kind of shorter, shorter term but high intensity courses. So, for example, uh, if we want to do a course on hoof trimming or we want to do a course in AI, we have the opportunity to take literally the full day, Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday, to do those courses. And that part will be uh, some shared programming. Some of that would be here at UW-River Falls. Some of that would be at Platteville. Some of that would be at UW-Madison. Uh, so we're very excited about the opportunity to collaborate together. Uh, and I think we can, you know, we're building just a tremendous program. Uh, the curriculum aspect right now, the first year, uh, so students will have the opportunity to participate in Farm and Industry Short Course either for one year or come back for a second year with a, a different uh, set of courses. Uh, that first year will be heavy on animal care management, uh, you know, basic aspects of working with the, the cows and the young stock. 
I will also put in, you know, the uh, really important stuff relative to forage production and some basic, uh, in, basic work uh, on farm finances. And then those that have the or take the opportunity to come back for the second year, uh, a little bit deeper dive into kind of the overall farm management, uh, and uh, uh, you know, again, deeper dive into farm management, uh, agronomy, the farm business, understanding, uh, you know, things such as cash flows and uh, uh, other financial statements that are critical to operating a successful business. Let's talk a little bit about capacity, Steve, because that's one thing that had both been a challenge and a possibility for farm and industry short course. In Madison, they were challenged, as you said, primarily because of housing availability. What are we hoping that this first class fall of 2023 at UW River Falls will look like? And how are you anticipating being able to build volume? So our inaugural class uh, for our year one programming, which is going to start in fall of 23, uh, so we're, we're looking at kicking it off this, this year. Uh, that will be uh, 24 students. That's what we're aiming at for our first cohort. Uh, as things grow, uh, I would anticipate, you know, that a percentage of those students come back for year two programming. So the second year of operation, we're probably up to somewhere in that 36 to 40 students when we have the year two uh, cohort plus the new individuals that are coming back. I think it's going to gradually build, I, and uh, I'm, I'm certainly hopeful that it will. I, one of the things you know, that uh, individuals a whole lot smarter and wiser than me said, well, you got to walk before you run. Uh, and so uh, with that in mind, uh, 24 students managing them, uh, managing that group as a cohort uh, and providing outstanding education opportunities, we get that button down, uh, you know, at a brand new location with some brand new ideas, uh, and then we can keep building from there. River Falls, you know, most of our growth in terms of student numbers, I'll be honest, it's been a lot of word of mouth. Uh, it's alumni, it's former students. I, I can't tell you the number of people that just in the short time since this was uh, sent out as a press release or via social media have reached out, uh, have sent comments on Facebook. There's a lot of alumni that are excited from River Falls and from Short Course, so I'm, I'm thrilled to see that. And again, that's Steve Kelm, who is chair of the Department of Animal and Food Sciences over at the UW-River Falls. Again, River Falls, as of this fall, will be the host of the Farm and Industry Short Course after uh, the Madison campus decided it didn't fit into their programming anymore. But again, as he said, the word of mouth, a lot of people reacted, uh, not happy with the decision to eliminate the short course that's been going on since 1885. But it's coming back, and that's uh, that's good news. So again, start to contact, and if you've got kids that want to go to short course, that student, that first class, uh, you know, they're limited. What do you say, 20-some students? So again, short course coming back, and it'll be uh, closer to us, right over here at UW-River Falls. That's a good thing. Also close to us is Premier Livestock over in Withy, and we'll hear what Rocky's got to say coming up on WAX. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Rocky Olson joins us as always from over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Morning, Rocky. Good morning. 
Well, how did, hey, I never asked you, how did the uh, hunting season wrap up for you and your kids? You got a freezer full of meat? I know you got a few things. Yeah. No, we uh, didn't have any big things go down, but, uh, yeah, we got a few animals and had a great, had a great season. Oh, that's good. But uh, now looking forward to spring and growing those fawns. But in the meantime, what happened uh, this week through Thursday, through Wednesday, I guess? Uh, how the first three days selling go over premiere? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up. Uh, we had a nice run. We sold 750 head of feeder cattle. Quality was excellent, and the market was on fire yesterday. Top quality beef feeders, 175 up to 250 per pound. Ringful after ringful of them fancy beef calves bringing 220 to 250 per pound. Holstein feeder steers mostly from 120 to 160. Uh, bred beef cows, so mostly a thousand to seventeen hundred with a few from seventeen twenty five to nineteen fifty. Next big special feeder cattle auction will be March twenty first. Call in those consignments. Uh, today, Wednesday, we got our hay auction at 9.30, excellent selection of hay and bedding. And then 11 o'clock a.m. today, uh, we saw the dairy cattle auction. We're expecting over 300 head of dairy cattle, uh, three good quality herds of tie stall cows, several loads of top parlor free stall cows, and we have over 65 Holstein spring and heifers. Then uh, we also have three fancy registered Holstein bulls of breeding age. Full list with details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier at 715-229-2500. Auction reminder, March 24th, we're going to have our large machinery auction. We have well over 50 tractors already for that auction, about everything else that you could imagine. Full list on our website. Uh, We are noting that we are full. We are not accepting any more consignments. We appreciate the great response, but we physically don't have a place to go with any more equipment. So uh, keep us in mind. Uh, We'll have our next uh, big sale in June. You give us a week after this sale, you can start bringing equipment for that next sale. Uh, Like I said, once again, call us 715-229-2500, and that's how it's shaped up, Bob. Wow, you're full and still over two weeks away, huh? Yeah, it's... uh, it's a good problem to have, I guess. I guess it is. Well, enjoy your problem. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. There, there he goes. That's Rocky over there at uh, Premier Livestock and with you. We're going to catch up on our weather. Mike Dandry is going to join us next. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And courtesy of Christensen Sales, let's go over to Skywarn 13. Mike Dandrea is with us. Some folks are going to get white here in a day or so, huh? Yes, that is, uh, that is a fact going into the end of the work week. But today, thankfully, we have another day to enjoy it. Maybe get some of those outdoor chores done, right, Bob? Oh, absolutely. I got indoor chores to do. We got the farm (laughs) show going on today. That is true. But, hey, you know, it's still going to be a great day to get out there and enjoy it, too. Uh, Being that we are expected to get into the upper 30s. Now, we'll have more clouds today, but a few peaks of sunshine aren't out of the question. Now, tonight, cloud cover hangs around. That, again, will keep us mild as our lows only dip to the upper 20s and low 30s. Tomorrow into the afternoon, that's where we'll start to see the snow moving in. Now, Thursday night into Friday morning, that's where we have the best chance at seeing that snow. The better chance at some more impacts, some higher accumulations are towards the I-90 corridor, but towards the Chippewa Valley, too, uh, we could see an additional uh, two to four inches falling Thursday night into Friday. Again, that is subject to change, but uh, that's what it's looking like as of now. Friday afternoon, things wind down, and Saturday we get a bit of a break from the snow showers, still mostly cloudy. And then Sunday we have another chance at snow heading our way with highs in the low to mid-30s. 
Monday and Tuesday, we dry things out, but temperatures hang out a few degrees below average, only topping out just around the freezing point. But right now, we do have some clouds rolling in and a temperature of 31 with a wind chill of 26 degrees in Eau Claire. Oh, man, I'll tell you, I looked at your forecast. We're not going to see the sun till maybe next Tuesday, huh? That's kind of what it's looking like. You know, it's nice to soak up that vitamin D, but I hope that a lot of us did that yesterday mm-hmm. because we're not going to see as much of it uh, really going into the weekend. Well, well, we'll make her through, I'm sure. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely, Bobby. Have a good one. We'll do it. There he goes. That's Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 looking at our weather on wax. We'll get Morgan in here with some news next. And if you want to go to that show, you want to go free, stop at the farm show. Jill and I have a few tickets, free tickets for you to get in this weekend over there at Rothschild at that RV and camping show. And uh, who knows, you maybe find Morgan McCarthy over there showing off a camper trailer or two. Yes, yeah, kind of like on a game show. Are you okay? You're not much of a camper, are you? I like to camp yeah. occasionally, yeah. I'm um, I'm more, I will say, the older I get, the I'm a bigger fan of showers than I used to be. <laughs> so when I was younger, I used to be able to do a few more days uh, back to back to back than now. So Could but, we all, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, well, if you swing by the farm show today, we'll... Uh, We'll show you off a little bit in our wax booth. That's the plan. Good uh, good right. foot traffic for you yesterday. Yeah, we had a nice show yesterday and looking for another good day with a good weather for the good roads and everything else. So doors open at 9 o'clock until 3.30 today. So hope to see a, a lot of folks out there again. In the meantime, what's going on? Well, we can get some of those headlines, and they stick pretty close to our area to begin. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It's Cardinal Country that starts us off. Police in Chippewa Falls, Salem Elementary School student is responsible for a 911 call about a threat at a high school yesterday with 715 Newsroom coverage. John DeMaster brings us more of the update here. Investigators tracked down the young student after a series of calls to 911, most of them filled with curse words, but police say one call mentioned an active shooter at the high school. Chippewa Falls superintendent sent a note home to parents yesterday explaining the situation and saying there was never a real threat. Police say the young caller's parents are dealing with the situation. I'm John DeMaster. Looking at the capital level, Governor Tony Evers has proposed uh, more than $360 million to support child care programs as part of a state budget. He went on to say that child care centers in Wisconsin are challenged finding and hiring staff. If we want to have, you know, we people don't work in child care for free. And there's a cost there. The facilities, there's a cost there. So there are all sorts of costs there that have to be assumed. Now across the aisle, Republicans on the legislature's budget committee intend to strip the governor's budget down to base, which isn't uncommon. They make this back and forth, and uh, mon- meaning much of what he's proposed probably won't make it into that final spending plan. Well, the federal government is looking to pour more help into Wisconsin to replace lead pipes across our state. In fact, Wisconsin is one of four states chosen to be part of the Lead Service Line Replacement Accelerator Program. That means more help from the Environmental Protection Agency and the Department of Labor to take out old pipes and replace them with new, safer ones. Ten communities in Wisconsin will see that help. Across the Union, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey were the other states chosen to be part of that accelerator program. And it's not the kind of pet you usually want to wrap your arms around, but an exotic python named Banana is now at an animal shelter after being discovered in a Jersey City apartment. Authorities retrieved the four-foot snake when it was discovered underneath a refrigerator where it had apparently slithered from another apartment, causing a scare for several residents. The Liberty Humane Society says it's a hybrid West African ball python, which they say is not dangerous to humans at all and legal as a pet in the state. 
It's believed to have been someone's exotic pet which escaped, and the shelter says they hope the owner will come and get it. If that doesn't happen, Banana will be put up for adoption. Liz Warner, NBC News Radio, New Jersey. Well, away from the snakes, we slither back to the barn and keep it on all fours with cows and more as tourists have to be done. It's Bob Bosel, Joe Welke, and your Midwest Farm Show on Wax, 104.5. <laughs> Somebody will yell at me for this, but... <laughs> Best thing to do is make it into a pair of cowboy boots or something. <laughs> you know, they're not the cuddliest of animals, are they? No, I don't know how you bond with a snake. Uh-uh. But, uh, if you can, good luck. And, <laughs> and it, uh, it's not the most reassuring thing to hear that the, the EPA is coming to help you. <laughs> uh, you know, the, I'm just saying whether or not it's a threat or a helping hand, it's happening in our state. So. Oh, it sure is. Well, hope to see you at the farm show. If you get a chance, drop in. And we're planning to do that this oh, afternoon, Bob. Good. Yep. All right. Yep. It's a date. You bet. All right. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning as we're about uh, 19 minutes, almost 18 minutes before 6 o'clock. 31 degrees right now. We'll get about 39 today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, 31 degrees, looking for about 39 today. And uh, we've got uh, items on the calendar we're going to look at. We've got markets. In fact, coming up, uh, an interesting story about uh, the meatpacking industry in this country. What next? For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, if you want to go to the Central Wisconsin Camping and RV Show, Jill and I will have a few free, a few, not a lot, of tickets for free admission, save you eight or ten bucks, whatever the cost is to get in over there this weekend, over in Rothschild in Central Wisconsin. We've got them at the Farm Show, so when you come to our booth, just ask us uh, if we don't have an extra ticket or two for the... Uh, RV show and camper show over in uh, Rothschild coming up this weekend. Well, the, we'll get to markets, but uh, Jill, what, what's the latest on this story now? Well, Brad, bad press continues to follow the major meat packers in the country. Their latest embarrassing issue is with a company that employs underage migrant workers to clean slaughter plants after the day's processing is done. The company, Packers Sanitation Services, was found to have employed over 100 child laborers in overnight shifts in about 13 packing plants across the country to do what the Labor Department called dangerous jobs in those plants. That company was fined a million and a half dollars for those violations. Right, and uh, <laughs> what next for the meat packers? But uh, again, that uh, that was discovered, and wow, I saw pictures of some of these little kids that, uh, you know, they put those yellow wetsuits on them and they don't i mean they don't fit they can't see out of the face mask so yeah it's uh, something else all right we do have markets to come up with we'll get to a little closer to home see what's been going on at the sale barns around here the crack of dawn never sounded so good wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report it's about 10 minutes before 6 o'clock, 31 degrees, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.30 to $1.58. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.30 to $1.55. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.44 to $1.55 with a dollar top of $1.57.5. Choice Holstein steers, $1.30 to $1.43. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.29 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 86 to 98 with a top of $1.00. 60% of the cows sold from 66 to 85. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 65 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.15 to $1.40. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.14 and down. 
Call bulls sold from 95 to a dollar ten. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 75 to 205 dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from 75 dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to 370 dollars per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on March 3rd. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar fifty to two twenty four. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar forty to two nineteen. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar forty to two dollars. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar thirty to a dollar ninety eight. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, a dollar to a dollar seventy three. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety to a dollar forty nine. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, March seventeenth. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five eight three five three one zero four to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Let's get to more markets over at the sale barn in Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Good morning to you, Bob. You know, it's uh, really nice to ride here in the morning now. It's starting to get light here at uh, about 8 minutes to 6, and then what's going to happen? we got to move our clocks, and we'll be in the dark again when I'm talking to you. I know. <laughs> My golly, we can never be satisfied, can we? <laughs> well, well I, you know, the more people I talk to about this daylight saving time or whatever it is, just... Uh, leave it one way or the other and leave it that way. I mean, you know, what's wrong oh, yeah. with that? Well, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> people got to have something to complain about. Let's just leave it at that. Hey, what happened uh, so far this week over at Stratford? Well, we can't really complain about the market. Prices are very good. Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Uh, summary from yesterday, Tuesday, and the first couple of days here at Equity Stratford this week so far. Uh, we'll start off with the market report from yesterday on the organic cows, and we sell those every Tuesday here in Stratford. High-yielding uh, certified organic cows in yesterday's auction, 140 to 154. Lower-yielding organic cows, 138 and below. Back to the regular conventional-type market cows so far this week. Uh, most of those high-yielding cows are selling from 86 to 94. Most of the cows this week week so far are uh, selling from 68 to 88 thinner cows lighter carcass cows below 65 we'll update on the fed cattle market most of those will be sold today's auction bulls so far this week uh, 93 to a dollar 10 lighter bulls below 90 calves again very strong all week so far uh, good quality Holstein bull calves mostly from 100 to 250 a lot of calves on monday from 250 to 280 heifer calves mostly 50 and below this week beef calves as we mentioned yesterday very very strong 175 to 450 a lot of these beef calves on monday sale from 450 up to top of 500 but we are at wednesday we get underway this morning right away this morning with the market auction overnight delivered cattle will be sold first market cattle uh, fed cattle as i mentioned cheap hog and goats baby calves feeder cattle sale today at 12:30, folks we got a nice lineup of feeder cattle for you i guess the feature consignment is we have a large consignment of angus cattle these are going to be bulls steers and heifers most of those are going to weigh in that four to nine range uh and then we also uh, for you folks in the holstein business we do have another uh a quality consignment of started hosting bull calves. They're going to weigh about that 150 to 175 off of milk, all ready to go for you. So good run of feeder cattle, and that'll be at 12.30. And just a reminder, our sale tomorrow does start at 11. A nice day, uh, nice morning again. Uh, uh, roads are getting better. 
nice sun yesterday. Even some of the side roads are getting some of that crap off of them. So weather shouldn't be an issue. And uh, with that, Bob, we'll send her back to you and enjoy the farm show today. And, um, well, anybody from over in this area that you ran into yesterday? No, or? they're coming from all over the area. They are just anxious to get out. We had good roads, good weather. And uh, uh, the I haven't seen many of the mafia over there, but you never know. Today might be another day. Yeah, well, everybody's busy. We always got stuff going on, and uh, so anyway, with that, we'll turn it back to you, Bob, and you. Uh, uh, you have a nice day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. We'll be here. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at Stratford. And our market's brought to you by the folks at uh, Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland. First of all, the Board of Trade uh, Traders are concerned about interest rate hikes that took markets lower yesterday. As we look overnight at the July contracts, July corn overnight unchanged six twenty two. The oats up fifteen to three forty three. The wheat down four to five at seven oh one. Soybeans down one to two cents for July fifteen oh three. Meal down a dollar ten four hundred seventy seven dollars and eighty cents. Country elevator prices. Northside elevator loyal location corns at five eighty three with soybeans at fourteen fifty two. And at the Arcadia location, corn's at 596 with beans at 1457. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at 579 with beans at 1453. At the Connorsville location, corn's at 579 with beans at 1448. And on our DTN screen at Golden Plump, corn today is $6 a bushel. 588 for the corn at Baldwin, 1451 on the beans. Durant, 582 and 1446. Mondovi and Elmwood both have corn at 588. Soybeans, Mondovi, 1451. Elmwood, 1456. Fall Creek, corn, 573. Beans, 1426. And Osseo, the corn, 592. Beans, 1456. Elk Mound, corn, 588. Beans, 1452. At Sparta, 582 on the corn, 1446 on the beans. Ellsworth, 563 and 1406. Ethanol plants, corn, $6 at Boyceville, 589 at Stanley, 581 at the Richmond facility. Barrel cheese up 3, 166 and 3 quarters. Barrels down 7, 184 and a half. Butter unchanged, 234 and a half. March class 3 down 8, 1770. April down 1, 1761. May down 6, 1784. June up 1 at 1832. And July unchanged at 1890. Not a bad day. We'll see you at the farm show. Doors open about 9 o'clock this morning. Free parking, free admission. Chippewa Valley Expo Center on the west side of Eau Claire. We'll get about 39 today. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. <laughs>